Welcome to Wit and Wisdom, where we bring you the latest insights on American culture and current events. I'm Tom Green, and I'll be your guide. Over the past couple of weeks, I've been thinking a lot about the pandemic. What would we do if it happened again? And what did we learn from the first go-round? See, one of the unique things about the United States is that we have 50 individual states, each one serving as a laboratory of sorts for how to treat these kind of situations. The good news is, we now have the opportunity to look back on 50 individual laboratories on exactly how they approached the pandemic and whether or not they were able to control the spread of the virus, the mortality of their citizens, and the resulting impact on the economy and the education of their kids. The Atlantic Magazine recently published an article entitled, Let's Declare a Pandemic Amnesty. It was written by Emily Oster, who's an economist at Brown University. She suggested that we need to forgive one another for all the decisions we made, both good and bad, during the dark days of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, as you might imagine, the Twitter sphere went nuts. All the crazy people jumped online and started calling for public tribunals for those who instituted public policy. But then again, that is kind of typical for Twitter. In my mind, as grown-ass adults, we ought to be able to openly discuss public policy, and we ought to be able to have those conversations, not in an attempt to hold executions of our public officials, as Twitter suggests, but to simply determine the best way forward. And we ought to be able to do that without fear of recrimination, so that the next time we're more prepared to handle a public health emergency with a little more grace. I think the best way to go about this is to look at two very different states and try to determine who got it right. If you look at California and Florida, they presented two very disparate approaches to how to handle a pandemic. California is the fifth largest economy in the world, so you might argue that their aggressive lockdowns were necessary. Well, Florida is the 15th largest economy in the world. It remained largely open after the initial lockdowns. This is important because in about 15 minutes, the governors of those two states, believe it or not, are going to be in a slugfest for the presidency of the United States, regardless of what you hear in the news. So it's important that we take a look back and try to determine who got it right and which state fared better. The good news is the National Bureau of Economic Research released a retrospective study of the pandemic. It discloses what actually happened on a state-by-state basis by taking a look at the educational impact, the economic impact, and the mortality impact of the various decisions made within each state. So let's be honest. I've read this study, and it's drier than unbuttered toast. But buried deep within this retrospective study are some nuggets of information and wisdom that we all ought to know. Okay, let's start with education. The nation's report card publishes results of the National Assessment of Educational Progress standardized tests. These tests were first administered in 1969, and they're the largest assessment of our nation's educational progress. And fortunately, that progress is examined on a state-by-state basis. It focuses on subjects such as math, reading, science, and writing. The results, as you might imagine, were dismal. Between 2019 and 2022, student math scores fell in every state and every school district in America. Even the highest performing students saw a reduction in test scores. 
these scores unwind decades of progress in standardized testing. In particular, math scores of underprivileged and minority children suffered the most, creating an even larger educational disparity for our most vulnerable children. In contrast, most private schools remained open during the pandemic. Those affluent children suffered far less than kids in public school systems. But in aggregate, 40% of all 8th grade children in the United States failed to grasp basic math principles. The impact is not limited to math. The nation's reading scores dropped to levels not seen since 1992. Notably, not a single state in the U.S. saw an increase in math or reading test scores. It's the first objective measure of the damage done to our children by closing our schools during the pandemic. As you might imagine, the experts agree. According to Peggy Carr, Commissioner for the National Center for Education Statistics, COVID-19 shocked American education and stunted the academic growth of American children. On a state-by-state basis, California finished dead last in the amount of time that students spent in the classroom between 2020 and 2021, with only 19.2% of all learning taking place in a real classroom. As a result, students performed significantly worse on state proficiency tests than previous years. In fact, less than half of students met the state's minimum threshold in the language arts. Only one-third of California students performed at the benchmark in math, a decline of over six and a half points. Florida, on the other hand, finished third in classroom time. They actually had classrooms open 96.2% of the time, and all that education was completed in a real classroom. So one way to compare these two states is to take a look at how fourth grade test scores compared for kids in California and Florida. Well, in 2022, California fourth graders averaged a math score of 230 points, while the U.S. average was 235. Florida's fourth graders averaged math scores of 241, which was higher than the national average, higher than California, and also higher than 34 other jurisdictions. Not surprisingly, other states with more classroom time also produced higher standardized test scores than California. But the impact is not limited to fourth graders. The high school graduation rate for 2022 in California was 83.9%, while Florida graduated 88.5%. So more classroom time resulted in higher graduation rates, not just higher test scores. So what about standardized testing for high school students? Well, the ACT is a standardized exam we all remember, and it's used to measure preparedness for college. Over 1.3 million students completed the exam in 2022. The national average score for the class of 22 plummeted. The test performance was the lowest composite score in over 30 years. It gets worse. 40% of high school graduates fail to even meet ACT benchmarks for college readiness. That's the basic stuff like math, science, English, and reading. So if we're tallying up the score, let's go ahead and give this one to Florida. They clearly beat California for education outcomes. But what about mortality? Did more people die in Florida as a result of their freewheeling approach? You might recall that Florida was the first state to open following the initial lockdowns. Many felt that the state was being reckless, particularly given the concentration of older folks in Florida. Florida's average age is actually 5.5 years older than California, so California has a clear advantage based on age. But the NBER study ranks Florida 28th in COVID-19 mortality. 
Shockingly, California finished 27th. So what does this all mean? Well, it means that keeping California schools closed 96.2% of the time during the pandemic didn't save lives when compared to Florida's freewheeling approach. A surprising outcome given the significant age differential between the two states. But maybe another way to look at this is to consider the all-cause mortality rate, not just the COVID-19 mortality rate. So what happened in California and Florida when you look at all causes of death? You know, the natural inclusion of deaths resulting from higher drug and alcohol deaths, deaths of despair, and other deaths related to being quarantined? Amazingly, California finished 33rd, and Florida finished 34th. The enhanced lockdown measures in California essentially had no impact on their overall mortality rate. So I think if we're scoring this one, we give it a tie. They basically came in exact same positions in terms of mortality of their citizens, based on very different approaches to the economy and education. But what about the economy? During the pandemic, California sported the 47th worst unemployment rate in the country. Florida, on the other hand, ranked 15th for state unemployment. But which state delivered the goods from an overall economic standpoint? According to the survey, Florida ranked 13th in the country. That's pretty impressive considering their heavy reliance on the tourism industry for revenue. With its booming agricultural, film, and television and technology sectors, California trailed in a distant 40th place. And as the study suggests, there's no apparent relationship between reduced economic activity during the pandemic and a composite mortality measure. In fact, the study found a direct correlation between the amount of classroom time allowed and the economic performance of the state. Not surprising. States with fewer restrictions had greater economic performance and better health scores. Perhaps another way to measure the outcomes of the pandemic restrictions is to look at whether families migrated to or from the state during that time period. Well, if you look at a time period from 2010 to 2020, California saw an exodus of families looking for something different. Meanwhile, Florida saw almost an equivalent number of families moving to the Sunshine State. But, do California's tight restrictions and poor outcomes translate to other states? Or is it something different about California? The states of New York and New Jersey were also tight lockdown states. They were also among the worst performers in all three categories, mortality, economy, and education. In comparison, if you look at states like Utah, Nebraska, and Vermont, who were the least restrictive, you see a different picture. They were leaders in all three categories, education, economy, and mortality. But Utah wins the prize for the highest scores in all three categories in the continental United States. So when the next presidential election cycle begins, let's be sure to revisit this article. While often criticized for being too relaxed during the pandemic, Florida proved to have average mortality while maintaining stellar economic activity. And Florida kept their schools open 96% of the time. If I have to choose between the two palm tree states during the next pandemic, I'm moving to Florida. You've been listening to Wit and Wisdom with Tom Green. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this conversation, I'd be grateful if you'd share this podcast with a couple of friends, maybe one or two that live in California or Florida, to get their feedback. In the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on my website at tomgreenwithane.com or Catch me on all the social network channels under Tom Green with an E, Writer. That's Tom Green, Writer. 
Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you'll come back next week where we're going to be talking about why wintertime is the most instructive season of life. Until then, always remember, nothing beats nice.